Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lifted up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs in chapter number 1. The book of Proverbs in chapter number 1. We're starting a brand new series here this Wednesday night, just five messages long, about the five types of fools. And then we know that we have to deal with foolish people all the time. In addition to foolish people, we deal with actual fools. And different people are at different stages of life and different stages of fooldom and different stages of everything else. And we need to know how to biblically deal with people to try to be a help to people where they are and bring them to the next level. In this series here, we want to equip the saints in knowing how to identify fools and know how to properly deal with them where they're at. And so this is not all encompassing. This is to give us a good understanding and a good grasp of what the Bible says. And primarily for these next, uh, for this series, we're going to stay in the book of Proverbs for the most part, the book of wisdom. And dealing with foolish people, we need lots of wisdom. Notice what the Word of God says in the book of Proverbs chapter number one. The book of Proverbs in chapter number one, the Bible says this, Proverbs chapter 1 and verse number 7, the Bible says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let's go to the Lord together and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord, for you being a wonderful God. And as we come up to you today, I'm just asking that you would give us special wisdom and special discernment. I'm asking that you would go beyond and above myself. Lord, I've spent time praying and talking and begging with you that you would use this to be a help, to, to prepare, to train, to help us to be able to examine others within our own lives and within our own sphere of influence. Again, I need your power in a special way. With something this serious, I know that some sermons are, are enjoyable. Some are just almost like candy and fluff. But Lord, this one gets the place of life and death to so many people. I'm asking, Lord, that you would put your Holy Spirit in a special way and that you give us unction from the Holy One. The best I know how, I surrender myself. I, I want to remove myself far away from this. The best that I know how, I give you my mind, my thoughts, my lips, my ambitions, my goals, my desires, and you take it all. Fill me with your precious spirit. Let it be just known that it is you that does this sermon. It is you that gives us the wisdom. It is you that gets all of this done. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7, by the way, which is one of the key verses of the book of Proverbs, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. What is the fear of the Lord? It is an awe and respect. It is a fear, a fear of disappointing, of hurting God. You see, it all begins with God. Everybody and what people do in their own life, it all begins with their vision of God. Who do they see God? 
A foolish person doesn't even give regard to God during his attitude, during his actions, during his decision making. He doesn't give regard to God at all. But a wise person, wisdom comes when we stop and we think about God. What would God have me to do? What is it that God would desire me to do? On the contrast, it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. That a foolish person is someone who sets aside and doesn't give regard to God. They don't think about God. They do their own thing. And what happens, they disregard instruction that's given. They disregard people trying to help them out. And they said, I've got my own plan. I've got my own way of doing it. This is what I'm going to do. Now, in the Hebrew language, there are five different words that are translated fool in English. And in the book of Proverbs, it has all five of these these, uh, words. And they identify these five different types of fools that we find in the book of Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs, we find the simple fool. We find the silly fool. We find the sensual fool. We find the scorning fool, and we'll find the steadfast fool. Now, each week we're going to talk about each one of these fools in order. This week, of course, we're going to talk about the simple fool, but let's define our terms right now. A fool is someone who does not follow the wisdom of God. That's a fool, someone who's made it a habit of not following the wisdom of God. Now, let me further define our terms, there's a difference between being foolish and being a fool. There are times that we're all foolish, that we all make a foolish decision. We make a decision that we don't regard to God. We don't pay attention to God. We don't heed to God. But a fool is someone who's made it his life, his habit, his way of life by disregarding God's word and God's wisdom. So when we're dealing with this, we're not dealing with someone who makes a foolish decision once in a while. We're talking someone who's built a habit of disregarding God's law. Notice if you wouldn't mind a little bit more. Distinguishing these fools will help let us know when to counsel and the type of counseling they should receive. Each fool has their own characteristics own way of getting across to them the truth to correct their behavior. There are different degrees of fools. Now we just talked about that, that we had the simple fool and it went all the way down to the steadfast fool. They go through a steps of progression. They start as a simple fool and then what happens is they progress or if you want to use the word degress, what happens is they step further into fooldom. They step Uh, by step by step they digress they sink to a different level what needs to happen is that we need to stop someone before they go too far let me emphasize this sometimes people will look at a child by the way a child can be a fool someone may look at a child and say well you know one day they'll grow up and I'll just hope they do they will not Not unless you intercede as a parent or someone intervenes in their life. They're not going to wake up one day and say, you know what? I saw the light. You know what? I think I'm going to think about what I'm going to do today. Meaning I'm going to think about my actions. I'm going to give regard. I'm going to have discernment. 
That doesn't happen unless someone intervenes. Otherwise, they step further and further and further until they're unretrievable. And by the way, the last fool, the steadfast fool, is unretrievable unless God himself does something to shake their life. We want to stop them as soon as we identify foolish characteristics, especially in the heart of a child. We want to correct them early because they will not correct themselves. This is important to note. They will not correct themselves. We have to do it. Uh, Parents have to be parents. Uh, It's not going to happen by accident. So if you don't mind with that introduction, let's go to the first type of fool, the simple fool. The simple fool. The simple fool uh, is the Hebrew word pethi. Pethi. And... um, (laughs) This type of fool has the definition, has the idea that he's vulnerable. He has a vulnerability. It literally means to open up. To open up. This is a vulnerable fool. He's opened up. We can further define what is a simple fool. It is one who opens his mind to any passing thought. Any type of enticements or any type of deceptions. Have you ever heard the expression that their mind was so open that everything fell out? This is a type of person who doesn't necessarily think things through themselves. They're open to it. Hey man, I dare you to do this. Okay. Hey man, let's go do this. Okay. They don't stop and think and say, you know, maybe I should not do this. This is that type of fool that they're... You may say it like this. They're naive. This is a type of fool that will just follow. They are followers. They will just follow people into trouble. These are type of people that, and this is, they could be children. Children start off in this type of fool. Not all children, but often young children all the way up to mid-adults can be the uh, uh, mid-twenties, could be this simple type of fool that they just allow some them, other people to get them in trouble. Left alone, they probably wouldn't get in trouble, but they happen to get around someone else who leads them into trouble. This is a simple fool. We're going to go more specific. Now, in the Bible, in the Proverbs especially, it's identified as simple. So whenever in the book of Proverbs you say the simple ones... This is a simple type of fool. This is a fool that is mentioned as a simple fool. Let's examine a little bit more in detail. This is someone who has not developed discernment. This type of fool has not developed discernment. What is discernment? Discernment has the idea of far-seeing. That it's not identifying where people are currently at. It's seeing where they are going. These type of fools are simple people. They have many directions they can go. They can have a right path and they can have the wrong path. But what happens is they don't see where the path they're currently on is taking them. They don't see consequences. They don't understand that if I do this, I'm going to get in trouble. Someone may get hurt. Someone may get affected. They don't see it. Oh, they're saying, hey man, this is cool. Let's do this now. Hey, Guys, let's go take a rock and break a window. They don't think that there's consequences for that. They just say, hey, everyone else is doing it. Let's do it too and let's have fun. 
They just see the here and now. This is a simple type of fool. Now, this fool is extremely dangerous because he is immature. He is dangerously immature. What does that mean? That he hasn't reached a maturity of understanding in himself. You know, different people mature at a different age. Some people uh, don't become fools and they understand at a young age there's consequences. There are some people who are dangerously naive and they just don't think about it. And because of that, they don't understand they can hurt other people by their actions. They're just immature. And then they're extremely gullible. These are the type of people that you could easily get them to get into trouble. Hey man, let's go uh, to that abandoned house over there. Let's go sneak in. Okay. You know, they can easily be talked into something that they're not supposed to do. This is a simple fool. Now, without instruction and consistent discipline. I've highlighted this, bolded. (laughs) Without instruction and consistent discipline, the simple fool will quickly progress to greater foolishness. What this means is you got to catch it early and you have to be consistent in discipline. Why is discipline important? You must show them there is consequences to their actions. This is why some children never become fools even at an early age because they had consistent discipline and they learned at a young age that my actions have consequences. A simple fool has not received consistent discipline Because of this, they don't recognize there's consequences for their actions. They haven't developed discernment. And what's going to happen is that if they are not corrected, if they are not stopped, if there is no intervention, they are going to become bigger fools. They're going to steep deeper and deeper into what foolishness is. Consistent discipline is necessary. Consistent discipline forms character. It forms character. You know, it takes character. It takes integrity. What is integrity? Integrity is doing what's right even when no one else is looking. Some kids will do what's right because they know someone's looking at them. Character is doing what's right when they can get away with it, when no one else is looking. Hey, man, no one's looking. Go ahead and throw that rock. That's a lack of character. Someone with character will say, no, it is not right to throw that rock. No, it is not right to sneak out. No, it is not right to do that. Consistent discipline helps develop character, lets them realize that there's consequences for their action and they need to do right even when no one else is looking. Now, with a simple fool, they are especially vulnerable to seductive women. Now, I understand that uh, young children, they can be foolish and they don't, they're not necessarily at the age of this. But some people just do not grow up and what can happen is that they can be led astray easily by a pretty face and flattery words. And they can end up in places where they should not have been and they never dreamed of going. In addition, the simple fool, they lack wisdom for irreversible consequences for surrendering to temptation. 
They don't understand that there are some consequences that are irreversible. And dealing with relationships and ladies, there are irreversible consequences at times for foolish things. Sometimes there's some foolish activities they, they weren't planning to. Let's say that some young teenagers think they're going to go steal a car and some guy's just following. Okay, you know that there's consequences if they get caught, that even if he's just hanging around them, what can happen is that he can get in trouble and there's consequences for even just being with the wrong crowd. They don't understand there is consequences for their actions and they don't understand how bad some of those consequences are. If you don't mind, turn with me to the book of Proverbs in chapter number 7 and let's see the Bible describe this simple fool in a situation dealing with a lady. The book of Proverbs chapter number 7. The book of Proverbs in chapter number 7 explains the mindset of a simple fool as deals with a woman, a lady. Now, now once again, there are some children that are fools in this first stage of fools, but you're not worrying about ladies. But it carries the same idea. They're not understanding consequences. And the Bible's that's what it's explaining here. Proverbs chapter 7, starting in verse number 7. Proverbs 7 and verse 7, the Bible says, And behold, among the simple ones. Here's that fool that we're talking about. Behold, among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths, a young man void of understanding. This is how the Bible describes him. He's, he's a young man who's without understanding. Passing through a street near her corner, and he went the way to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot. By the way, the Bible even addresses how someone dresses, identifies what they are. This is a lady who had the attire of a harlot and subtle of heart. She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Now she is without, now in every store, streets, and lieth in wait at every corner. Now what the Proverbs is doing in, is giving a parenthetical statement and it's trying to give wisdom to the, to the uh, simple ones by saying this temptation is out everywhere. You don't have to stay away from that one house. It's everywhere. And by the way, with our technology, it's everywhere. It is everywhere. You don't, a, a simple fool just doesn't have to stay away from this place and this place. He has temptation around him everywhere. And he just has to learn to, that there's consequences and he has to say no to them. And this is what it's speaking about. Notice as it goes on, Proverbs chapter 7. So she caught him and kissed him. See, he didn't mind being caught. She's kissing him. And what young man void of understanding will say, hey, this, is, this isn't bad. And with an imputed for, face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me. This day I have paid my vows. Therefore came I forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face. And I found thee. What she's doing with sweet words and saying, I've been looking for you. Oh, you're so young, you're so nice, you're so handsome. You know, whatever thing she gives, and he's going, you're pretty. He's not thinking. Now, again, it doesn't have to be just the lady. It could be some, some guy saying, oh, come on, man, you chicken. 
oh, come on, you can do that. Okay. You know, all they have to do is some flattering words, give him some, give him some encouragement. And he's like, whatever you want me to do. Notice as it goes on. <laughs> it says, I have decked my bed with the coverings of tapestry, with carved works and fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, alloys, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us solace ourselves with loaves. Basically, this is an, may not be as enticing today, but basically, she's showing him all the things that he can have. By the way, that's all you need to do with a young, simple fool. Show him what he can have. Show him what kind of fun he can have. Show him what treasures he can get. Show him how he can enjoy life if he could just get, do this one thing. Oh, come on. He's not thinking about the consequences. He's thinking about this instant self-gratification. Notice as it goes on, Proverbs 7. For the good man is not home. That should set warning bells off saying, hey, my husband's not home. But he's like, okay, I can get away with it. I'm not going to get caught. He has gone from a long journey. He had taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. And with her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. Notice this. She didn't twist his arm. She didn't tie him up. She just spoke to him. And she had him entangled. Just, he said, whatever you want. Just because she had nice things to say and she caused him to yield. With a flattering of her lips, she forced him these are a type of young men that when they finally get caught said oh man she made me do it she didn't put a gun to your head she just said nice things but the simple fool because he has no discernment no character has never realized consequences he feels like he has to just because they're being nice because they're asking because they're calling him chicken whatever excuse why'd you do that well they said i was chicken they made me do it no, you chose to do it. You didn't realize that you were going to get caught. You didn't realize there was consequences. You didn't realize what the things that was going on. Notice as it goes on. He goeth after her straightway as an ox that goeth to a slaughter or a fool to the correction of the stocks. I don't know if you've ever done farming, but if you get cows and you put them in a corral and you put them up a chute, they'll walk straight up the chute. And they don't realize at the end of the shoot we're going to brand them or you're going to slaughter them or whatever they're, what they are. The fool doesn't realize he's being corralled to get to a certain spot and it's going to hurt him. And he doesn't realize where he's being pushed to. Notice if it doesn't matter. Tell us darts start, uh, strike through his liver and a bird hasten to the snare knowing that it is for his life. What is happening is that he is going to have irreversible consequences that will not go away because he made a foolish decision. He did not realize that there's consequences to his actions. Because of that, he can get to the place where he could ruin or affect his life forever because he did not understand what was going to happen. Now with a simple fool, let's describe him a little bit more. He views life as simple and fails to see the consequences that come. All I know is that this is what I want. This sounds fun. This is what I want to do. Life just seems simple. It's the here and now. They don't worry about what's going to happen later on. They don't see the consequences. They just said, hey, I can do it and it's fine. No one's going to get hurt. And they don't realize what's going to happen. 
Notice the Bible says in Proverbs 22 verse 3. A 20, Proverbs 22 verse 3 it says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. Here it's doing a comparison. A prudent man... When he sees something evil, he sees something that's going to get in trouble, he can see something that's going to have consequences, the prudent man gets away from it. He hides from it. He says, no, I'm going to stay away from that. But the simple, they walk on by and say, oh man, why are you guys standing back there? There's nothing wrong. Until he gets in trouble and is punished. Everyone else said, I'm not going to do that. And he said, what's wrong with doing this? He walks right on. He misses the warning signs. He misses the thing. He's not paying attention. And what happens is that he's going to get punished. He's going to get hurt. That's what the simple fool does. The book of Proverbs says quite a bit about these fools. Notice a little bit more. The simple fool, the book of Proverbs is written for the simple fool. It's written to show wisdom. It's written to give them instruction. It's written to warn them and show them consequences. The book of Proverbs is so important to every young man and every young girl. By the way, Proverbs is so important to every old man and every old girl that we need wisdom. We need to understand there's consequences. We need to understand what's going to happen. Notice the book of Proverbs chapter 1 again. Notice the, what the book of Proverbs is meant to do. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equality, to give subtlety to the simple, and to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to take apart this um, passage here. And I want to show you these priceless truths that we're able to teach children from Proverbs. So the book of Proverbs, we have the thesis statement and the first four verses of Proverbs chapter 1. From Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, I want to show you the priceless truths that we can teach our children from the book of Proverbs to help them not be foolish or if they are foolish how to correct them especially if they're still in the simple fool stage notice first of all that here why did the book of, why is the book of proverbs given for us to know wisdom for us to know wisdom what is wisdom wisdom is the fear of god that's the beginning of wisdom you know the, one of the best ways to correct foolishness or to prevent foolishness is to show them their personal accountability to the Lord. When they realize that one day they're going to stand before God and give an account that curbs some of our actions, knowing that one day we're going to stand before Him and we have to see the consequences of our actions. What happens because we did this? What happens when this? We're going to stand before God and we have to give an account. You know why there's certain things that I don't do in my life? Because I don't want to face God knowing that I did those. Or knowing that if I do that, I have to go explain to Him one day before the judgment seat what I did and what happened because I did it. We need to teach people the fear of God. We need to teach people that wisdom comes by looking at Him. It all begins with God. Notice there's a second thing here. Another truth here to know wisdom and instruction. The book of Proverbs is here to give us instruction. What is instruction? It's teaching the unknown. 
most of us understand that children don't know a lot. They think they do, but they don't know a lot. And you know, in most cases, in fact, every case, the parent is older than the child. Hopefully in maturity too, but the parent's older than a child. That means the parent might know a little bit more than a child does. You know what a parent's job is? Is to teach the children the stuff they don't know. You know, sometimes we make a mistake by hiding sin from our kids. Sometimes we need to expose sin. For example, let's say that someone wanders from the bar out here and he's drunk. And, and instead of hiding it, say, you know what? That man thinks that drinking is going to solve a problem. But it is not solving a problem. See how nasty it is? See what the consequences of? Hey, you know that cigarette smoke? It's not cool. I know some of your friends may say it's cool. But you know what it does? Makes you smell nasty. It messes with your health. Don't hide it from them. Because when you hide it from them, kids are naturally curious. Expose it what it is. That is sin. That is awful. Stay away from it. Stay away from it. Now, don't go off and seeking things, but as God opens, you know, we don't have to travel far for us to run into consequences and people. You know, there's nothing wrong with using discernment. Hey, you see that guy over there? I know we love him and we're praying for him, but is he the type of guy you want to marry? I ask my kids this. Hey, you know that person over there? Is this a type of guy that you should marry? Yes, daddy. No, daddy. Why? And we talk about it. You should. You say, my kid is young. I don't care. Teach him at an early age what to look for, what not to look for. Hey, girls, do you want to marry someone who doesn't want to take care of you and work? No. Hey, girls, do you want to marry someone who, who talks with foul language? No. You know, teach them wisdom. Teach them what they don't know. Take the, the occasions that God gives you and expose them and say, is this what you want for your life? No. Then what kind of decisions could you make to correct this or to keep away from that? Parents, this is our job to teach them, to instruct them. Instruction. Notice something else here. Why else is the book of Proverbs written for us? To perceive the words of understanding. To perceive the words of understanding. What is this? To perceive the words of understanding. This is to recognize evil. The Bible warns us of evil and evil things. And what, one of the things that we're supposed to do is teach children to recognize evil. Do you know that there are certain people in the schools that your kids should stay away from? You say, but there's only three kids in the school. Then teach them to stay away from them. Say, but they won't have friends. I'd rather them not have friends, and that's heartbreaking, than them to have someone that's going to get them in trouble. You guard their friendships. You say, but I don't want to uh, get in the way. No, you as a parent is supposed to guard friendships. By the way, husbands, you're supposed to guard your wives' friendships because there are times that wives' friendships are not good for them. That's what biblical authority is supposed to do. Watch out and guard them and, and, and protect them. Show them to recognize evil. Explain why. Just don't say, don't hang up with them. Explain why this person is going to get you in trouble if you continue to hang out with them. Explain. Keep them away from them. Teach them to recognize evil. Notice the book of Proverbs goes on. What's another uh, thing that it, the book of Proverbs 
uh, does to receive the instruction of wisdom. To receive the instruction of wisdom. What does this consist of? We're supposed to teach them to take that which is good. We're supposed to teach them how to respond to those things that are good. Hey, read your Bible. Why? Because you need this in your life. But I don't want to. Do it anyways until you develop the habit and let God work through. You know, we teach them how to do good. Hey, say thank you. Say thank you. One of the things that I did when I was a high school teacher is that because the Bible says to be thankful for all things, I made it a requirement in my classes that no matter what I gave them, whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, whether it was a test or a piece of candy, they were supposed to say thank you to. And if they did not say thank you, I took it back, whether it was a piece of candy or a test. And if I took back a test, it was an automatic zero. You said it's a mean teacher. No, what happened is all my students were thankful people. And they got in the habit of saying thank you, and they said thank you outside of my class. Why? I taught them how to say thank you. You know, that's a simple thing. Teach them those things. Teach them how to receive those things that are good. Teach them how to respond. Teach them what they're supposed to do. Teach them how to accept good things and how to look for the good things. Notice the book of Proverbs goes on and it says that we're supposed to teach them how to receive justice, judgment, and equality. Justice, judgment, and equality. What does this mean? Justice, judgment, and equality has the idea of that which would distribute judgment or that that's going to produce righteousness or right results. You know, hey, is it right that you stole that candy from the store? No, it is not. Because of that, there's consequences. Because of that, let's figure out what is right in that situation. Hey, mom, my friends want to go hang out by the lake. No, you cannot. Why not? Because there's not supervision there and you guys can get in trouble. You know, teach them what is right, how to look for righteousness, how to protect themselves. You know that even as a young child, you should teach your kids that they, that they should not be alone with the opposite sex. Teach them, hey, it is not proper for a young lady to be in a young man's room. It is not proper for a young man to be in a young lady's room. It is never right. It is never proper. You know, we need to be careful. We need to teach them these things. We need to show them what is right, how to protect themselves, how to keep, not put themselves into a situation. I remember um, <laughs> a young lady who wanted to, to drive with a young man that she was interested in uh, to a long road trip, a couple day road trip. No, 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 no. Why? We're not going to do anything. Hey, anyone's capable of anything at any time. And even if not, there's the idea of a testimony because people don't know what you've done. People can say anything. You know, as a pastor, I need to always be above board. Why? Because people can say something and that's enough to ruin me. I have to be careful. Always put ourselves in a position. And we need to teach people that. We need to teach people at an early age. Teach young people to do what is right. Notice the Bible goes on and explaining what the, the book of Proverbs is. To give subtlety to the simple. Subtlety to the simple. What does this have the idea of doing? 
It's to give instruction to the simple. Basically say, this is what we're supposed to do. This is how to do it. This is the steps you're supposed to take. Give them instruction. This is to help tell them what to do, what not to do. That's what the book of Proverbs does, is it does all of these things. This is why we need to stay in the book of Proverbs and understand the book of Proverbs, because all of us need this. And it especially to get a young fool, a simple fool, this is the way to get them from being more foolish, to reel them back, is to teach them the principles found in Proverbs. Now, let's go on with more instruction. In the simple fool, this is important, scorning fools, which is a couple fools up, scorning fools will seek out simple fools and become their heroes. Parents, guard who your kids' heroes are. You know what a scorning fool? A scorning fool has already rejected authority. They've rejected and they're looking for trouble. Scorner fools are looking for little minions to follow them, to get them in trouble. They're purposely trying to teach them how to do wrong. Man, he's so cool. You remember watching television. The cool kid was always the rebel, right? That's the scorner. And everyone wanted to be the guy who was the fawns, you know, the leather jacket. And yeah, look at me. A, that, a scorner is already in trouble. He's already decided where he's going. And he wants to get these young people to follow him, to look up to him. Man, why are you listening to your parents? Man, just come hang out with me. He's trying to entice them. Someone is going to teach your children. Either you do it or someone else will. And there are people who are looking for your children to introduce them to drugs, to alcohol, to pornography, to mischievousness, to thievery, to all kinds of things. There are people who are searching for your children. And unless your child has already been taught, those, those simple foolish ones may follow blindly and not understand where that so-and-so is going to get them. You say, but I don't want to get in a fight with my kids. Protect your kids now. Take the fight now or have the heartbreak later. But we have to understand there's a world that hates us and hates God and wants to wreck your child and wreck a young person before they can even be used of God. There's a war going on and we have to be aware. Now, with this, with the scorning fools, it's important to bring swift correction to the scorning fool and it will give fool's attention if you get a hold of someone who is a scorner and you give them severe swift discipline it may not teach the scorner but the simple people will say whoa 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 I don't want that the scorner may say I don't care give it all you got but the simple ones say I don't want that someone said our, our world says public uh, executions executions don't solve anything hey they warn other people there's consequences for actions. And that's what the simple needs. Notice what the Bible says. Don't take my word for it. Notice what the Bible says in Proverbs 19.25. Proverbs 19.25, the Bible says, Smite a scorner, and the simple 
will beware. And reprove one that hath understanding, and he will understand knowledge. By the way, someone who's right with God, when you give him instruction, he'll listen. But the scorner, if you smite him publicly, if you take care of swift, correct action, the, the simple will say, I don't want that for my life. They're still at an age and still at a thing where they could say, oops, let me back up. Let me stay away from. This is why discipline is necessary all the time, not letting things go. Now, let's wrap it up a little bit. Let's first of all look at the simple fool characteristics. If we were to summarize the characteristics of a simple fool, let's describe them. First of all, they believe every word. They're gullible. They're naive. They believe what is told to them. Hey, man, do this and you won't get in trouble. Okay. Hey, man, take this. Okay. Hey, man, take this pencil away. You know, you say it's just a pencil. Oh, yeah, but they can get conned into doing that and it's just a step by step by step thing hey man they're not looking take their bible from the pew and let's go hide it that's foolishness it's a sign of something there they'll believe they can be talked into anything they believe every word something else about a simple fool is they're looking for a leader they're looking for someone to tell them what to do they don't want to make decisions themselves but they'll be glad for someone to say go do this okay Go do this. All right, man. They're looking for someone to follow. They are followers. They won't get in trouble by themselves. If left alone, they won't get into mischief. But if someone gets with them and, and tells them what to do, they'll go get in trouble because someone else teaches them how. Notice, if you wouldn't mind, they're ignorant of cause and effect, which is the whole emphasis we place. They don't understand consequences for their action. They don't realize that if I do this, this is what's going to happen. And this is what needs to be taught to them. They need to be corrected. And this idea of cause and effect of consequences. Notice one more characteristic they have. Is they're corrupted by scorning fools. They're scorning fools who will go and find someone that they can manipulate, that they can mold, that they can teach. And they will gather them as followers. And what they're going to do is they're going to teach people how to follow after them. Now, for the treatment, how do we treat a simple fool? How do we correct someone who's in this stage? How do we correct them? First of all, we give them training and wisdom. We try to teach them the Bible. We try to teach them there's consequences for the action. We try to teach them what the Bible says. We try to teach them, stay away from this. Say no. Say no. There's a song right there. My, uh, I can't sing it now because of there. But uh, we, we taught that in chapel. Talking about kids. Say no. If sinners entice thee, don't give in. Say no. Say no. You know, teach them. Teach them. Teach them to say no. Teach them that drugs are bad. Teach them don't watch this. Teach them to stay away from this. Teach them to stay away from this type of person. We have to teach them. We have to instruct them. That's part of parenting. If you don't teach them, someone else will. We need to teach them what's correct. Notice this. Have a father lead and praise him. Remember, one of the things he's looking for is he's looking for a leader. 
This is where fathers are so important. They have to teach. They have to lead. They have to say, this is what you do. And when they do a good job, tell them, good job. Now, if a father figure is absent, you need to see if you can get a male figure. A pastor, a youth leader, a coach, someone, a teacher, someone who is trustworthy. And parents, you have to use lots of discernment, lots of discernment. But they need someone to be the example of what they're supposed to be. They need that. Looking for someone to model themselves after. You know what they are? They're wet clay. And they could be molded and modeled to either be someone who follows the Lord or someone who's going to get in consequences for the rest of their life. Notice here's another one. We have to teach them principles of life. We have to teach them that there's cause and effect. We have to teach them there's principles to live by. We have to teach them what's good. We have to teach them principles of life. And then we have to tell them how scorners are punished. Hey, you know what happens to a bank robber? They go to jail. You know what happens to someone who steals? They go to jail. You know what happens with someone who murders? They go to jail. You know, teach them. There's consequences. Show them how someone is being punished. Uh, You know, I understand that there's some discernment we want to use, but we need to show them there are real people who are suffering consequences. You know what one of the most amazing field trips for young people are? Go to prison and let them talk with the prisoners and say, how did you get here? And say, well, I started off by having friends. And next thing you know, I got in trouble. They need to see that there's consequences. This is the whole theme of a, of a, of a excuse me, of a simple one. They have to have swift, consistent correction. These are young people who are just, they're not trying to be bad. They just fall with a bad crowd they let someone else get them in trouble they're not thinking you know i want to go get in trouble but someone leads them into that these are people who are not evil they're not bad they're not corrupt they're just naive and what they need is correction to correct their course to keep them from where they're supposed to be to show them what's right and what's not right Now, with this being said, we all have people that we think of when we think about this. We all have someone in mind that warning bells are going off and say, we need to watch, we need to pray. You know, maybe our children are too young to get in the stage. We need to pray and we need to make preparations ourselves. How are we going to teach them? How are we going to correct them? If someone is in that stage and you're in the position of authority, I'm sorry, with foolish people, if you're not in correct authority, what you say doesn't matter. But you need to be in a position of authority and use that authority correctly to love on them. And when we're correcting people, that's what we are doing. We're loving on them. We are loving on them. But we need to take time to reflect. In just a moment, we're going to give an invitation. I'm going to pray in just a bit. But what I want you to do tonight is understand where you're at and those around you are at. And one thing we could all do is pray. If you have a child and you say, my child needs discernment, my child needs wisdom, take them and pray for them. 
Pray for them that God would give you understanding how to love on them. If you have someone in your life who is foolish and you're brokenhearted for them, come and pray and say, God, correct them before it's too late. Fix them, work on them and show you what you can do to be an influence in their life. But we all need to be aware where people are at and how to take care of them. Now, this is just the first stage. We got four more to go and it gets progressively worse and worse and worse. If you can correct someone in this stage, this is the time to do it. Because the deeper they go, the harder it is to course correct. It's not impossible, but it becomes harder. This is just part of trying to be a good parent. Consistent discipline. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 Five three zero six three oh eight. Once again, that number is nine two zero five three zero six three zero eight. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you. Mm-hmm.